0: Welcome to Spill the Novel Tea, where three girlies shout into the void about our latest book hot takes and obsessions. I'm Abby. I'm Maddie. And I'm Kaylee. And this week we're spilling a tea about The Ashes and the Star-Cursed King, an adult fantasy novel by Carissa Broadbent. If you read The Serpent and the Wings of the Night and are as crazy about rain, or Vincent, as we are, we are, uh, here's the key.
1: All right, so if you haven't read this book, um, we start out kind of with the aftermath of the madness at the end of book one. Uriah is hating Rain for murdering her father, and the Rishan people don't respect Rain because they still view him as a slave. And then Ariah finds one of Vincent's magical objects, which allows her to communicate with Jasmine who was Vincent's assistant, assistant in book one. So we learn that there's like a hiage resistance forming against the Rishan kingdom. And then Rain makes a deal with Araya to get her to work with him against the Bloodborne. In return, she will be free from the kingdom and everything. And then we find out that Araya is not only half vampire, but also that she can fly.
2: And then, um, there's a giant uprising led by Simon, who actually is like one of the people that originally tortured Rain back when he was a slave. Um, and Karis, um, who's just a different Rishon Noble that was working for Rain. Um, so he was kind of like an inside mole person. Um, and then Septimus, who is the leader of the Bloodborne, um, house vampires, whatever. Um, Araya and Rain, um, get taken prisoner. Um, but Araya escapes using the Taker of Hearts, which is originally Vincent's um, all powerful magical sword. Um, she helps Rain escape. And then um, he gives her Vincent's journal, which has information about her mother. He's done like a whole bunch of like side research to find out all this stuff. Um, and then Rain gives Araya the opportunity to leave him and be free. Um, and she chooses to stay. Um, they fall back into lovey doveyness with this like big show of affection. And we we stand. We love it. Um, Then Araya and Rain go and join Jasmine's resistance. Um, They end up going back to the castle to fight with kind of like this hodgepodge army of Hiyaj soldiers, um, Rishan soldiers, and also some humans um, eventually. (laughs) Um, But Araya gets badly injured um, and Rain ends up bringing her to the human districts based on a letter he found that leads, leads them to Araya's aunt, which is actually then where the humans come in. So.
0: Yep. And through her aunt, we learned that Aurea's mother was an acolyte of the goddess Acacia. Uh, we'll see if it's pronounced it right. Um, but um, through Acacia, we also learned that Aurea's mother and Vincent were working on something together uh, involving magic. And Aurea's aunt gives um, Aurea a bracelet that ends up revealing a map, which is a very cool scene. Um, then there's a massive battle between Jasmine, Jasmine's crew uh, the humans that join the resistance and reign against the kingdom. And meanwhile, Aurea explores the cave where the map leads her to and learns about her parents' past. Um, we get Vincent's point of view of meeting Aurea for the first time during this whole situation. And it's very, I think emotional for Aurea or just, yeah, this very big moment in her realizing her relationship with her father. Um, and finally, Aurea gets the blood of the God who was uh, married to the goddess Nyaxia from this cave. Um, so then Aurea finds Rain as he uh, dies from battle she offers uh, the godblood to Niaxia and tries to make a deal for a Coriatis bond
1: mm-hmm. Close mm-hmm. uh, to
0: save uh, Rain's life but Niaxia declines um, so Niaxia instead hints that she cannot be the one to grant the bond but someone else can so Aurea calls up Acacia and Instead, uh, gets the bond uh, from her, which then saves Rain. Um, and yeah, it's this big moment at the end of the book.
1: Mm-hmm. And they live happily ever after. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> episode. Join us next week. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, okay, so let's kind of get into the characters and we'll start with Araya. So, or Araya. I think you guys say Araya, so I'll say Araya too. This is audiobook um, pilled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she evolves a lot in this book like we find out she can fly like we mentioned earlier we also find out that she likes the taste of blood now so she becomes kind of a little bit more complex in this process um so what did you guys think of Aurea and kind of like the way she evolves throughout the book um
0: I really like watching her growth um in book two um (laughs) I do see the shaking head? Um, but I really liked her growth in book two, um, especially I think her evolving feelings kind of about herself and Vincent um, and mostly herself. Like I just app- liked seeing her own kind of growth into her role um, as heir and um, also just kind of discovering her own power. Um, I think that she is a character who balances um, her kind of emotions well and spend some time really like thinking about her past all while still being a very powerful character and a great fighter. Um, And uh, I also like that her relationship with Rain um, is, again, a slow burn in this book. I think that it's pretty clear that it's because of um, the trust that they built up is then lost um, for much bigger reasons. I think maybe even the book one, you know, she's watching Rain murder her father and um, completely kind of shatter her expectations from the first book. So,
2: yeah. Yeah.
0: I I liked following Aurea.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think, like, the slow burn was definitely necessary, and I think it was handled well. Um, but I don't really – maybe this is, like, a hot take early on, but, like, I don't really <laughs> think Aurea changed that much. Um, she she – all of the complicated feelings that she had about Vincent were pretty much the same as in the first book, like, at the core, which is, like – he loves me, but he's kind of, he kind of sucks, but he loves me. I know he loves me. That was the entire second book for me is just her kind of going over these same kind of thoughts of like, he loved, and it was also the same with Rain, by the way. I was like, oh, he, I know he cares for me, but he, like, there was just a lot of like parallelism and I don't really feel like it changed that much. Um, like, and I don't really feel that she landed in a solid place at the end of the book um, with her feelings about Vincent in a meaningful way that meant like, she felt any differently than still kind of like holding those two things together um but that being said I really like Araya as a character um I love that she's like just very obviously the more powerful of the pair between her and Rain um I think this is like um the best example I've seen in a book of like where that dynamic is actually pulled off and it's not just like the guy being like oh but you're the best to me you know like they always it 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 always just like doesn't quite get pulled off but here I think it's pulled off really really well um and she genuinely just has like a lot of power for whatever reason so um and she has a lot more confidence in herself that's the one way that I think she did change she built a lot of Mm -hmm. confidence um but I don't think like emotionally she changed very much to me
1: yeah I think that's fair. I think it's realistic, though. Like, I think that if I were in this situation, and I had a parent who murdered a bunch of children and did all these really horrible things, like, I would still feel probably like love towards them in a way. And so I think that I would also be at kind of a crossroads of like, oh Vincent's a a really really bad guy and I recognize that but I also recognize that he loved me and so it's like a conflict and I don't think she'll probably she would probably realistically like ever resolve those emotions in her head so I I I empathized with that I guess um but as far as the confidence point you made I agree that she became a lot more confident one part that I really liked was when she was wearing she Karis like set up uh, an outfit for her and it was like mm-hmm. a dress and she had the option to wear that like top piece yeah. to cover like not only her bites but also the, her airmark and she decides like no I'm just gonna I'm gonna be a badass and I'm gonna wear this dress and not wear this top piece and like show off these bites that I've had and um show off my airmark and I I don't know I, I really liked that part yeah
2: yeah as, or like- as rain would say there she is there she is there she is <laughs> Oh, that is cursed. Too many times, bro. Drop it. Oh, my it. God. It was- so many times. Especially – why was it so often in the beginning, too? It was, like – Yeah. It was, like, ten times in as many pages. Like, girl, it was – Drinking game, but
0: it's just how many times – drink every time that Rain says, there she is. You're alcohol poisoned. Yeah.
2: You don't even make it to half the book. <laughs> Bonus
0: tip if we're lot other play on words about that, of, like – saying there he is or something because she is. does that yeah to. I'm like oh.
2: she does every instance I highlighted every instance on my kindle so that I could just be mad about it every time and be like I'm <laughs> just so you're aware I'm noting this compared to the running
0: count of that later like I yeah need to know.
2: compared to um the other thing that they have that they say all the time which is the one honest thing which was actually good <laughs> I was, I was, yeah. yeah it was really yeah. good it was not overdone she saved it for emotional moments you know yes. it wasn't just like what do you want for dinner <sighs> one honest thing array like girl shut up I hated it anyways <laughs> sorry that was not relevant carry on that was funny
1: um okay what about rain then how did you guys feel about rain throughout the book
2: uh, I love rain okay I think I felt about rain the way you guys felt about Araya. I feel like rain um had so much more like personality and depth in this book um especially in the beginning the like first third of this book as y'all know was extremely difficult for me to get through. I just thought it was such like a slodge like not a lot was ha it was so much like introspection about things we'd like honestly discussed to death in the first book in my opinion um and like a lot. Anyways, that being said, like Rain's parts where he was like (laughs) managing things and like or thinking about his past, it was like such a relief to me when it came to like a Rain chapter in the beginning because I was like, okay, at least something will like be happening or I'll be learning some like new information that's interesting, not just reading like another chapter that's like oh, rain is so hot, but he killed my dad, but also my dad was kind of shitty, but, like, I loved my dad. Like, I just... I, okay, I, she I never she never did the rain is so hot thing. That's from she fourth She absolutely wing. did. She absolutely was like, oh, when I look at him, I feel such a way that I hate myself for lo- the feeling this way. Like, she absolutely like, would look at him and be like, he looks so good. I and mean, she didn't say I, those I, words. I do not think but... it was that bad. I think in fourth wing,
1: when we had Violet being literally like, Zayden is so hot, like, that was annoying, but yeah. I
2: think I think this was said a little bit more gracefully. At least. Well, it, yeah, but it was the same pretense. Like, oh, I love him, but he killed my dad. But he blah, 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 blah. Um. Anyways, that being said, <laughs> um, it was more graceful than Fourth Wing. Yes, I agree. Um, Which is why I hated it a little less than Fourth Wing, but it also went on a lot longer than Fourth Wings did. So, um, yeah, I just really liked Rain in this book. I liked his, like, uh, dimension and also... I, and I, I know y'all are going to disagree with this too. I liked that it revealed that like, he's made several like terrible, awful decisions because to me, I'm like, surely people will see that like, this is just what vampire life is like. And Vincent is just a guy, but didn't work. No, I, so.
1: I
0: Wait, no, but I don't disagree with that. I, you know, spoiler, we're getting to the Vincent part in a minute, but uh, I think that we learn a lot about Vincent, but I don't, I don't feel like Rain's a good guy by that sense either. I think that this book is showing like in war. Yeah, they're vampires. This is war. This is like, I don't think any of them really have. I I know that Aurea could come across as having like this like moral high ground, but like at the end of the day, she's a murderer too. Like I, I, I think that we'll get into it. But anyway, I I agree. I think that like, it's good to know that like Rain is a, Um, We see him as a more, I think, complex character in this book. Um, And I like seeing him step into a leadership role um, and all the complexities that come with that of like, uh, you know, he has a lot of insecurities as a leader. He has a lot of fears as a leader. Mm -hmm. He wants to do well by certain people, but he also, there's a part of him, I think that, yeah, wants revenge and he acts impulsively or kind of impulsively sometimes like with the whole beheading scene and stuff like that. Like Mm -hmm. the advisors close to him are like, why well, don't. did you do that? <laughs> don't don't do that um and so i think that we see rain's growth because um we get to see a lot of those motivations but also those kind of like shortcomings that he himself acknowledges of like
2: mm-hmm. you know
0: um but yeah so i said the same thing i really like rain a lot in this book um i do miss some of the fun kind of uh cutesy well we still get the banter and like flirtiness from him but like obviously Mm. the situation's just different here like yeah yeah, well also
2: Aurea is just like not in the mood for a lot of the banter to happen like he tries and she's like go kill yourself and he's like (laughs) yeah
0: like what do you yeah you kill my dad don't try to Yeah. yeah right now like um so yeah I I also like rain a lot in this book but yeah
1: I I kind of disagree with some of those points. I don't know. I found him a little bit less interesting in this book, just because I kind of hate when we get a male POV. That's kind of a hot take. I I sort of hate it because it takes all the mystery and allure that we have. Or I shouldn't say male. I should say love interest. So whenever you have the love interest POV, yeah, all the mystery is kind of taken away. We know what they're thinking. There's no like I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So, but I do still still think that he's one of my favorite love interests I've ever seen. Like, I like how we get his backstory a little bit. And I like how we hear about him being turned because that did add some depth. Um, I also like that I at least I think he's trying to be a good person like Mm -hmm. he's trying to save the human humans in the human district like he's trying to make these little efforts to be good uh, or like uh, we'll get to this later but when they go to Lahore and he has the option to drink the human on the table and instead he like puts her out of her misery Mm -hmm. Um, just little efforts to try to be a little Better, I guess. Um, which I feel like we don't see that from Vincent at all. Of course, he died, so we don't really have the opportunity to see if he would have been better. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I just feel like they're different, like morally.
2: I just think like when it comes to Vincent, we have to remember that good is a subjective thing. So we're viewing this from a human perspective. So we're obviously gonna like that Rain does these things for humans and he's a turned vampire. So he has a very different perspective to other vampires. What we know also is that before Vincent was ne- Neculi, is that his name? Um,
0: yes. Rain's I don't know. That sounds
2: funny now. It sounds like like nucleus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah, this sounds but, like
0: an ancient bio term.
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah. he was like pretty objectively – awful and like wretched as a as a creature and vincent is the one that took power from him and you can remind me if i've missed something but i think vincent had notably like less slaves and and things of that nature and i wish we had gotten kind of more of a comparison because i genuinely think we get many pieces of dialogue that vincent took power not just for power but because he wanted to make change for his people and put them in a better position against the king that was in place then so it's like it's an iterative process you know what I mean like you know a little better every time right and like he genuinely he has no reason to have any love for humans like he just wasn't raised that way and that doesn't make it right but like I think Rain has an advantage in that he has, like, that different perspective, and obviously it gives us, like, a lot of love for him, but, like, Vincent was also trying to be a good person, I think. I
0: also think that that's a fairly, yeah. like, without getting too it too much, I think the point that you the point about him being turned and having a different perspective, um, mm-hmm. I think that that's, that is a huge, like, yeah, a massive difference there, so, yeah. um,
2: also, I if I can ask real quick, what did you guys think about? I felt like this book was so heavy, particularly for Rain on parallelism, because he is constantly comparing himself and trying to be um, Neculi, or Nuc- nucleus, <laughs> Mr. Nucleus, <laughs> um, and then. But also, we get so many unraveled parallels between him and Vincent, both from Rain's point of view and also from um araya's point of view where it's like vincent treated me like this and rain's doing the same thing or like whatever like there's so much of that especially in the beginning mm-hmm. she even says at one point um about rain it's like it's a line that was like um he's talking as the king now but then he turns to me and he talks to something else which is something she said all the uh-huh. time about vincent it was yeah. so heavy did you guys notice this what i did, did notice
0: that, that. yeah I didn't, but that I'm glad that you point that out because I well I noticed in the sense of like um, I would say maybe not parallelism I didn't know I didn't pick up on that I picked up on a lot of like rain again kind of his maybe insecurities or just mm-hmm. like fears as a leader so he's looking to past examples of like what he doesn't want to do mm-hmm. and like how he's trying to establish himself as something different but um, I didn't notice that about the line with Vincent but that is cool because I totally remember that from the first book so. Yeah.
1: That's what yeah yeah I thought the comparison was really interesting um I think it just made Vincent seem that much worse which I think we're supposed to get like I agree with you Maddie about a lot of your points I just think we're supposed to hate Vincent because that's the only way we can like that's the only way we can forgive Rain for killing him like Carissa has to write Vincent as this really bad guy and has to compare them and, ma- and make him seem bad otherwise we would think you know Rain's awful for killing Reyes Dad, you know, that's her dad.
2: So yeah. I do think that Carissa feels that way. <laughs> yeah. Because Araya feels that way the entire novel. And in my opinion, for no reason. Because y'all know there is no bigger Vincent Stan than this bitch right here. Okay. I love <laughs> that man. I stand that man. Um, and I'm not mad at Rain at all for killing him because like vampires are going to vampire. What was he supposed to do? Like keep him locked up in a dungeon? Like, yeah, OK, like it'd it be like that, man. But I did feel like the parallelism was a little heavy handed for me. It, it kind of slogged up the first part of the book. I think that's why a lot of it felt so redundant is because um, it was so much like We've, we've we're getting this same relationship over and over they're doing these things and they're like this is just like when vincent did it. this is just like when Neculai did it like and it's like okay i get it like i get it you're a king like you're gonna do king stuff sometimes like i feel like we could chill <laughs> a little. yeah but yeah. it could have just been me like being super sensitive to that because like if abby didn't even notice it then it probably like wasn't that bad but no, it just no. added to I, the think I think, think
0: it. you're right too that the pacing of the beginning of the book just felt a little off and it's a lot of just like spending time in their heads right so uh no I agree on the redundancy point I just hadn't picked up the specific like parallel yeah. lines but that's cool so
2: yeah but, yeah but we can but. talk about their relationship together Araya and Rain I think this is something we all agree on so this will be fun <laughs> yeah so I yeah go ahead
1: Kaylee I loved like how realistic the slow burn was for this book. And I actually think iron flame when that comes out, will have a similar Mm -hmm. uh, dynamic because like after a huge betrayal, you're not supposed to forgive them right away, you know? Mm -hmm. So like rain had to grovel for a love and Mm -hmm. she hated him like really felt, well, not really. She, she loved him deep down, but she like outwardly hated him. Um, and so, yeah, I, I thought the banter was also really good. Like, I loved all their cute little moments, especially, like, when he calls her princess and he gives her little, like, sarcastic comments. I I thought that was really
2: cute. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I liked the slow burn. Um, I think it was handled really well in terms of giving them just the little tiny moments of, of rebuilding trust that lead up to the big moments because I think – um, in a lot of books it's kind of like even if they stay apart for some time you get like this one big scene where like it all kind of like comes uncorked and it, I just feel like it's way more realistic to have these little tiny scenes where he shows kindness and she notices and like he does something for her and she notices and like um, just these like little bits and bobs that slowly kind of like rebuild that foundation to where not even just she feels comfortable with him because he also has to feel comfortable with her that he can like because he has a whole kind of issue where he's like I'm not good enough for her like she's better blah 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 um so he also kind of has to like come to terms with like she's not fragile she she can make her own choices like it's okay if she chooses to stay with me like I just need to respect that and like chill um yeah that was done really well
0: Yep, agreed love the groveling uh yes I I love a groveling man make make him work for it that's what I'm saying like (laughs) uh yeah I can work for it. Uh, and I also like to, something I liked about book one as well um, is that um, I feel like sometimes when you have like a, it's like an enemies to lovers type situation um, at some points, uh, the lovers aspect kind of trumps whatever conflict mm. they really had, um, mm-hmm. like just willing to put some of that on pause or like they end up taking a certain side. I think that – and I guess you could kind of say that at the end of this book because by the time they're bonded, it's – he's technically like a king of the House of Night, right? I think they say that at the end, the king and the queen of House of Night. Mm -hmm. Yes. He's bonded to her. Okay, so – but anyway, what I was going to say is I like that in both book one and book two, I think that um, you still have to – yeah, even when they build that trust – They still have to look out for themselves, their own um, people. Like you still can't fully trust their motivations, but it's because they have other loyalties too. And I think that um, they kind of maintain that throughout this book, which I really like. So yeah, agreed. I like the groveling and I like that it's complicated. It's not just like, you know, super easy. He has to work for it.
2: Yeah. There was like a certain point in the book where it's like, we're – it was probably around, like, 60% in. Okay, so we've essentially kind of, like, made up and we're, like, a, an ally. Like, you know, the the, the spice is boiling. Um, yeah. But, like, still she has these moments where, like, he does something and she's still, like, he's my enemy. He should – why is he doing this? And I'm, like, for the love of God. Like <laughs> – I mean like how much does it take like there's still like a part like near the end where she's like he's my enemy I should never let him do this like I'm his sworn enemy I'm like girl please like just we don't have to do this every time like get out of your yeah, own yeah. way a little bit but like it's it's on brand for her character but I, I not, I'm not gonna lie I was like a little frustrated with her at some point because I was like please with this like we have yeah. so many other things to worry about
0: I think if we're more than halfway through and that's still going on then it's kind of like it's less believable because it's like okay well clearly you guys are but i think too um i want to say um was it septimus who was trying to basically like make a deal with her Mm at one point in the book and she basically just tells him to fuck off Mm -hmm. um uh but like i think she's like sitting there and like kind of if i'm remembering correctly like she doesn't really consider it but you know that she's reminded of the fact that like she could easily yeah she could kill Rain and yeah you know be powerful in a different kind of way um and so even if she isn't really going to do it I think it's still just interesting that that dynamic still exists
2: throughout the book of like powerful
0: mm-hmm. you know, powerful together but it could also be powerful separately so yeah
2: and and we're constantly reminded that she could be much more powerful than him and like Loki, that she is because she yeah. she yeah. constantly he is literally like the damsel in distress which I just find so funny and like he also pokes fun at it like later in the book when he's like oh you might have to come rescue me again and she's like <laughs> I mean I might <laughs> Probably. actually it's, yeah it's just very funny but I really liked the He was the damsel in distress and, like, earnestly so. Like, even when she's fighting, um, Elvin, I don't know, her cousin, um, yeah, Yeah, that, um, (laughs) who turns out to be, like, I mean, low key, like, weird and evil, whatever. But, um, like, she has to do the entire fight by herself. He literally shows up, like, at the end when it's over and he's like, whoops, and he just, like, (laughs) helps, you know, carry her somewhere else. But I like that it wasn't, like, he had to save the day all the time kind of a thing yeah Agreed. yeah i i also like that like he
1: trusts her like he knows that she's gonna be okay like i like when he pushes her he pushes her like off the tower yes he, to make her fly and, he, and she's like how did you know that like i'd be able to and he's like i don't know i kind of figured but i didn't know you know like i didn't know for sure yeah and, he, and then he says something like i would have caught you but I'd, i'm sure you would have caught yourself like mm-hmm. I, you never let like yourself that. fall. Yeah, you never let yourself yeah. fall. Yeah. Something like Yeah. That. And so I, I think he like he trusts that she's got it. Like with, with fights and oh, stuff. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, she could come save me. Or like, mm-hmm. you know, she could save herself. She's fine.
2: Mm-hmm. And I,
1: I really like that dynamic because it's not it's typically not like that in fantasy books. No. Yeah.
2: So and yeah. also something I wanna bring up about that scene, which will lead us into our next thing. Um, this um that scene was like a perfect way for Area to realize something complicated about her father. Because when rain is like, I pushed you because I knew you would be able to catch yourself. She has this moment where she gets really, really emotional because she knows that Vincent also knew that she could have caught herself. But instead of pushing her, he chose to like shelter her or, you know, depending on your perspective, he chose to like mislead her and kind of like tell her that she was helpless um and I think that's like a perfect way for Area to actually come to these realizations and try to come to terms with these things because Vincent and Rain they have parallels but they're very different in how they treat Araya and I think that's more where the the focus should have been on rather than kind of like rehashing stuff constantly that like we've already kind of like talked about but I think that scene in particular I'm like mm, that was a really good way to do it yes yeah. Yeah. yeah, the whole
0: the whole like her learning to fly scene just yeah. for her own development and stuff, too, um, was really good.
2: Yeah, I agree. But that brings us to my boy. <laughs> yeah, no. uh, yeah we, so we have Vincent. So um, one of y'all should probably start. <laughs> Go work. Yeah. So. Sorry, Manny, But vincents
1: he's a bad guy. Like, he's a bad guy. We've already acknowledged this. Like, I think the scene we- where Evelina, Evelina, sorry, Abby and I have acknowledged this. Um, but where Evelina explains like what happened to her and how he murdered all of these children and all of their cousins and just all of their, these children relatives like it's just it's really brutal and very descriptive and we're supposed to get that vincent's a bad guy but i'll also recognize that he's a product of like what has happened to him like it, it loosely mentions that vincent's dad killed his brother when he was like as soon as he came out of the womb basically because he was a threat and so vincent has had a lot of trauma um and that makes him into a villain so he's a complex villain um but I also teared up like at the end with that very last scene with them like uh so even though I hate Vincent I did tear up like it with the scene where she was like saying bye to him
2: basically um just because it was emotional mm-hmm. yeah I I don't know man I don't know what's wrong with me um I just like regarding the Evelina thing however you say her name I'm just like we already knew this like hello like I don't know what's going on I'm we knew he slaughtered his family but and then also like okay yeah I'm sorry that happened to her also she's a fucking freak and she's like a low-key a pedophile so like I don't feel bad for her um but like I uh also when we get his perspective I think it's like pretty quickly after that we get like his the like interlude of like his inner thoughts of it and he's like the only way that I can like justify it to myself and cope with it is if I say that all of their deaths are my father's fault like he uh it's I forget how he phrases it but he's basically like it's his fault that all of these people have to die like it's his mistake kind of a thing um and so it's like which I recognize is like mental gymnastics but I just feel like I don't know, I'm so confused about how it gets perceived this way when we get his perspective, and, like, he's just a guy. Like, I just... Just I, a guy not... who murdered a bunch of children. Yeah, just as, a guy. As did Rain. As did... Rain didn't ne- kill any Nebuli. children. Rain absolutely kill people was people. responsible for the killing of many children. Uh, just because he didn't personally kill children doesn't make him any less complicit what you in saying? any what, kind what, of what war are you crime.
1: Saying? Like, when was he responsible for
2: the deaths of children? He put Vincent in power... <laughs> Who actively he knew would wipe out Neculi's entire house, including the woman that he loved. Um, like, I, he's just, complicit. I don't think he was responsible for that. He
1: there's was just a, a slave,
2: dude. There's a, that's a whole chapter. I, mean. I think that's reaching. What do you mean? Vincent used all of the. In- what do you mean? How What's happening? I mean, back me up, girl. I up. Rain fed Vincent information for months about how to infiltrate the castle, so how to take directly over responsible for Vincent killing people. I was to say, so, but
0: okay, but but then Vincent, if Vincent's the one doing the thing,
2: <laughs> like, I don't really. How is Vincent not responsible for that? I'm not saying Vincent's not responsible. I'm saying that like there's a lot more room being given to Rain for. Other crimes than like Vincent, who is just a guy. I don't. V- Rain is also just a guy. They're both morally gray, So Rain work. is yeah. also a villain.
0: I think the truth is, yeah. Well, uh, if Vincent no, is a villain
2: when he doesn't do a damn thing this whole book to make anything worse, then Rain is also a villain. Yeah.
0: He's dead. So he can't really do anything worse in this book. Yeah. Uh, but I'm saying, like, uh, in the sense that they're all vampires, like, I, I think we made this point in the. You, you brought this up in the first episode, which is true. Like we, the good thing about this, these books is that the vampires, the vampires be vampire. like, they're very much, they're, they're, they're violent. They are literally bloodthirsty. Like they are vicious. Um, but I think, so actually I have a genuine question. So at the end, when, um, <laughs> at the end, when we get some of Vincent's, um, we see into some of Vincent's thoughts about, um, him going to, I think, save um, Aurea's mom, right? Like, yeah. Because we thought that he had intentionally killed Aurea's mom, and I think that mm-hmm. we learned that that isn't the case. He, mm-hmm. but, but, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't he was going to kill Aurea, right? But I can't remember why. Yes.
2: Well, cause she because was she heir. was a threat to him.
0: Yeah. Cause Cause that's just what vampires okay. do
2: to their children. Okay. Yeah.
0: See, and that's and that's fine. Like that's that's vampire but behavior, he... but. But, but that's
2: that's what is driving me evil? crazy. No, he's not evil. This is the culture that he's in. And it's crazy to me that we're having this conversation because he's literally like I'm going to go kill my child. He sees her and he's overcome with like love and like weak, like weakness essentially and he takes her in and people are still like garbage garbage man like never had a chance like he lit. i don't understand because because he did one good thing he did one good thing he let um araya's mom leave too no other vampire would have done that and he knew she was pregnant with his heir and he let her leave and left her safe for years no other vampire would have done that he has been weak since he fell in love with her weak vampire weak like i just
1: i'm gonna disagree respectfully I, I, think, I think the I thing understand. is, like,
0: they're all vicious and everything, but I think part of it, too, is, like, having to ask, like, okay, yeah, like, I'll grant that, like, he is more, he, like, the fact that he let her go and stuff like that is something that a lot of vampires would not do. Agree. But I also think, like, he, his grace is very limited to things that he's selfish about. Like, he loves Aurea's mom, um, even though he has a hard time, like, admitting it, because he doesn't, like, want to give up that part of himself, but so, like, out of, I think that, yeah, he'll protect her as, insofar of, like, letting her go. Um, he doesn't kill Aurea, but I think that's about where any sort of, like, additional kindness stops. It's, like, these things that are direct connections to him. The violence yeah. still continues. I, I agree with you that the vampires are pretty much all the same, um, but, like, I think part of that, too, is accepting, like, okay, maybe he's not this great father, like, I don't know anyway <laughs> I don't know
2: I, I don't know I don't understand I think I just don't get it like Rain was literally willing to give up like hit the hope of his people to save Araya like Rain is also almost solely interested like when it came down to his people and Araya he chose Araya and he would choose her again and again and again as he does throughout the book like I don't I just don't he's I don't know I just think they're they're low-key the same yeah. They're low-key the same Um, and I don't think he was like a good guy but I don't think I think he was genuinely like as good of a father as anyone who had been through and had to survive and come out on top of the things that he had to as he like could have been. I found it really redeeming to read the parts where he was like talking about his love for Alana, Elena, um, Araya's mom um which only made her like more mad at him and I didn't really understand why because I thought like it was all pretty reasonable um I don't know and also I don't really think that like he hampered her <laughs> development much I think he pushed her as much as she could have been pushed at the time and I also think um she's like 23 um mm-hmm. she's literally an infant to him like I I I just think that he still viewed her very much as a child and she did not have anywhere near she grew so much throughout the trials and knowing how much to push herself. And I think if he would have like, you know, sprung something on her in the her at the beginning of the trials versus like her having survived the trials. It's a completely different woman in terms of, like, her confidence to handle things.
0: The only, the only thing I'm going to push back on that, because I do agree with a lot of, I, I agree that, like, Rain is more, is not, like, this, like, on this morally high high ground, right? Like, Rain has done some messed up shit, right? Mm-hmm. But, uh, I will say to that end, we're talking about the same man who, like, m- taught her how to, like, murder, like, stab yeah. someone through the heart at, like, what, 16? Like... I don't think that he, I think he's protective of her. Sure. But I do think that some of the things like the thing about like flying and stuff intentionally you're, and the good thing is like, you're supposed to, we're supposed to be sitting here having this conversation. Cause you have to ask like, was he protecting her or was he hindering her? Was he doing mm-hmm. both? Like I think if this is the same man who taught her how to put a like dagger through bone, um, And made her do it and watch her do it. I don't think that he's like afraid of her learning how to fly, you know, like, I don't know, I, I think, if he thinks that she's young, then I think a lot of his hard training, and she said that he's a hard teacher, like, I think that that same logic should then apply of like, yeah, she's young, but I'm gonna teach her to be tough, including things like learning how to fly, like using her powers. So I don't know. I'm a little suspect. Oh, yeah. the fact-
2: but then I'm honestly curious. Why do you think he didn't teach her? You because you think he was because genuinely she's afraid a of her? To power? Him.
1: Then why yeah, didn't he kill her?
2: I don't know because he
1: loves her. It's complicated. It's complicated, complicated, but he does. He does hinder her. He does because. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Sorry, Kayla. Go ahead. Sorry.
1: No, no you're good. She, um, he could he could at least let her know she's half vampire or his daughter, but he, it's because she's a threat to him. That's why he doesn't tell her. Like, that has nothing to do with her age, being able to say, hey, you're my real daughter. It's literally just because she's a threat to him. That's the only reason he didn't tell her that.
0: Like, and you said it too earlier, Matt. Like, he is, the fact that he kept her alive is unexpected. Like, I do think that there are parts of him, like, I will concede that. I think there are parts of him that are good. Like, he, I do think he loves her. I still think if he's a vampire, then I still think he is a vampire in that he doesn't want to, like, because if she finds out her power, and I think we talked about this with some of the other heirs, like, they could easily, yeah, usurp the throne, like, kill him, done, like, you know.
2: Then why would he lead her to ask for the Coriatus bond where she would inevitably become extremely powerful and inevitably find out all of these things that she's finding out now?
0: Because then I don't think that there's much of a motivation for her to, like,
1: she can't she can't kill him. That's the idea because if she kills him yeah. she dies. So that was the whole reason behind it is because he didn't want to die. He wanted to live forever as King.
0: Probably because he knows he can't keep those secrets from her forever. And if she once she finds out then he's done. Anyway, I think my favorite thing though is that is Vincent becoming our like main discussion.
1: <laughs> yeah, we got to move on. We're taking way we're, too much time on this.
0: We're no, listen for our,
1: our in total
2: and just move on that's all I've been saying yeah. he's complicated not evil that's all I'm saying it's fine <laughs> moving on our Tamisha. hot take hand for
0: him is just uh, Vincent just one word it's Vincent oh uh, let God. us know what you think about Vincent um, we want to get into it so anyway yeah let's move on to conflict Uh <laughs>
2: Well, do we want to talk about Misha first, or do we just want to move oh, on to shit. conflict?
0: Yeah, we should talk about Misha. My bad.
1: Since she's the whole, she's the whole next book. If anyone missed that, True. um, she's gonna be the third book, the lead, um, and she's gonna be in the Shadowborn Shadowborn House, House of Shadow. I don't know if it's House. I don't know
2: what it is. Shadowborn it's, house, it's the House of Shadows, I think. And then there's the Shadowborn. Yeah, and then there's Shadowborn.
0: That's if they're that people that are. were born into that house
2: I think you're right
1: yeah I think okay so that's a pretty big deal um I I love Misha like uh even though we don't see her very much in this book I think that she's like a light like throughout the book um she's she's good to have around um so I'm excited to read more of her in book three personally yeah I
2: agree I I really like Misha I just again for me like She just wasn't here enough for me to care fully about her. Like every time she came in, like you said, it was a light. It was something really fun and interesting. She's such a good contrast to Araya and Rain in like every scene. But then she just goes away like she I don't know. And even like I mean, it was really interesting the way that she deals with, you know, being confronted with the, the vampire that turned her. And like I didn't expect her to just like flat out attack the man in the hallway Um, but then, like, that's the end of it. It's, like, five total pages of Misha, and then it's, like, she gets shoved back to the back burner. So I'm glad that we're getting her for a book three, but I'd be lying if I said, like, I just honestly wasn't as interested as I could have been if she had been a more relevant character throughout either of these books, honestly.
0: Yep, agreed, 100%. I, I, she grew on me in this book. Um, again, like, she's very much, like, an to draw a parallel, an Alice Cullen-y type mm-hmm. character where um she is this light, bubbly, fun presence, but is very much, like, you get the sense that she's, like, this kind of tragic character in a lot of ways. But like you said, Maddie, like, I still don't think we got enough of her. And again, that's probably intentional since we're going to get a whole book of her. um Is it two? Do we know? Or are they going to be treated like duologies? They're all
1: duologies, yeah. Okay. Three duologies. So yeah, we'll have two books of her. Okay, so I assume
0: that it's very intentional the way that they're, uh, Carissa Robbins being very, like, strategic by withholding information about Misha, but yeah, same spot, she grew on me, but could have, could have had more. So,
1: mm-hmm. Sweet. All right, so now we move on to the big conflict slash war. So, what did you guys think about the conflict and
2: the war? <laughs> so much conflict, yeah. so much more. <laughs> so much, much,
0: much conflict, Lots war. Uh, (laughs) I well, I'll start off by saying too, that like I um some we've kind of talked about, and I think so. Like Kaylee, you like like kind of like the war and like battle and stuff and a lot of fantasy, Mm -hmm. right?
1: I do. Uh, Yeah. I wish there was more of it in this book. In fact, really. Really? Yeah, I thought we didn't get. I thought we didn't get enough of that. The war, the war was, like, 20 pages or something. Like, this big <laughs> battle. I'm, like, we we didn't get to hear about anyone else fighting except for Rain and Simon, question mark? Is this Simon? Is he the one, one yeah. that Rain's fighting? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. That's the only, those are the only people we hear about, like,
2: battling. But we had several little battles of, like, instances. We have yeah, the but worst. I wanted a big, at the end, oh, I, I see, wanted to spread we out a, a little bit finale. more. Oh, okay.
0: yeah. Okay. No, I agree with that. I think the something we kind of handed out is like the pace of the book, the, of the end of the book in general, is just kind of off. So yeah, no, I can I totally see that. Um, but I'm not normally a big fan or like a huge fan of all the wars and shit. Uh, but uh, I actually, I really like this one. Um, I like that there was a lot of time spent discussing the various um allies and kind of where different loyalties were you know were and everything I definitely got some parts confused different places but I think that's pretty standard like even when it's well written you know there's a lot of details so you just got to kind of do your best to follow along and meld like the current story with previous history and you know um
1: but um
0: yeah I thought it was really cool to see kind of where Rain and Aurea again kind of showcase their own growth as leaders and as heirs Um, but also yeah lots of considerations about trust who to trust who to not um yeah a lot of and also something i noted too is um the importance of like a lot of political kind of optics i thought was really interesting so like the beheading again in, in the beginning where rain kind of impulsively does this thing where like his advisors are like why the hell did you do that but in his mind, he's setting a precedent of, like, you know, don't fuck with me. You're going to trust me. Like, you're, or you're going to at least respect me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the whole um, wedding, I'm forgetting the character's name, but um, the noble wedding, where basically it's um, oh. just a Bail. setup.
1: Veil. Veil. Yeah. Yes.
0: Veil's um, wedding, and like the wedding basically as a means to just, is an elaborate way to just have this political conversation um, and form other alliances and stuff. So, yeah, I, I liked it. I'm not only someone who leans into all this, but I, I enjoyed most of it.
2: Yeah, I agree. I'm also not like a war battle girly. So ironically, I feel like there was like just enough battling for me. Like, um, and I still even ended up skimming a little bit, especially at the end, because like things were popping off. So I was like excited to get to like whatever the next thing was. So um, yeah, I really liked it. I liked the political intrigue. I really liked the concept of like, because we we hear so much about like the bloodborn in the in the first book and like you know that they're, they're wacky and crazy and obviously like um a lot of the first part of the book is dedicated to kind of talking about how it's really problematic that Rain is leaning on the bloodborn so much mm-hmm. so i really loved um the solution of kind of tapping into the shadowborn kingdom and bringing them in as an ally because they've kind of been able to kind of just like stand back and like hang out um I wish we had gotten a little bit more of that um, before, you know, the Misha thing. I'm happy that she killed him, to be clear. I just wish we had gotten a little bit more of, like, the Shadowborn Kingdom, like, getting a taste of of what they actually can bring to the table and what they think about things. Um, But probably that's being saved for Misha's book. Um, But, yeah, I thought it was really fun. I love a good, good, like, more strategy and, like, political strategy, like, pulling of the threads and, like, um you know trying to keep septimus close but then obviously he was too close and like there's a mole but like you know we got to figure out who the mole is and we oh no we thought it was the wrong person and i also really love just as a side note like um veil vale is um like we mentioned one of the advisors that rain has and they end up having like this like wedding celebration for him and it's for him and i think her name is lilith question mark that sounds right um, yeah right. It's an L-something name. Um, but anyway, she's a human that he, like, fell in love with and turned. And Rain is, like, very, very sus of it because Vale mistreated him when Rain was a slave. And mm-hmm. so you kind of have this, like, very small redemption arc going on for mm-hmm. Vale um, yeah. where Rain talks to Lilith individually. And he's like, by the way, like, if you need an out, like, I'll get you out. Like, I know what it's like, whatever. And she's like, no, actually, he's, like, really nice now. And so... um. They, it's just a really nice moment because we have so many characters in this book that have wretched pasts and have done awful things but they're living for centuries so I just feel like it's a very fresh take on like vampires that are growing over time and not necessarily all just like I don't know one dimensional and that's yes. like the war, the conflict, all of that kind of plays into it because we have the in the end, like this uniting of, of different kingdoms and even the humans get to fight alongside the, it's, I don't know. I like it. I was here for that. Yeah.
0: No, I love that. I think that's a, a great take of, um, and I don't know that we get that in a lot of, well, I haven't read enough vampire, like lit to say this, I guess, but, um, um, <laughs> yeah. <I like> <laughs> I mean, I read, I read the classics, you know, Dracula and Twilight. That, Twilight that's, all yeah. that's, <laughs> that's, that's all I do. Those are your cornerstones. It's both ends of the spectrum. This is somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I really like this idea of like a redemption arc um, or just the idea that, yeah, they can, you know, live basically forever and they still can be people that evolve and change. And I think sometimes they're very stuck.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so no, I think that's great. I, I, I really like that too. Mm-hmm. So how did y'all feel about the another big aspect of all the conflict and everything was, of course, um, the Godblood and like all the magical items um, that belong to Vincent that Aurea is seeking? Um, not just Aurea, but um, yeah. What did y'all think about that?
1: I thought it was cool. I liked that. I'd liked mostly that it led us to the Vincent's kind of POV at the end and then getting to learn more about Vincent and Alana. Is that yeah. her, her mom's name? Yes. Getting so- to- to, there's a lot of names to keep up with um, but getting to learn a little bit more about them and their relationship and um, Araya kind of coming to a, a lot of realizations there at the end so I liked all the magical items for that purpose they they weren't that important to me like the amulet or the, mm-hmm. the what teeth is it? The you didn't care the teeth Ken? I just didn't I, no I just didn't really care I was just like meh
2: you know whatever yeah same i liked it for the the lever that it was of revealing lore that we no longer had access to because vincent was dead um but like the actual i mean i guess and maybe i just like missed it i didn't really understand fully why we were going to get the things like what the aim was what the end result would be besides like that we didn't want septimus to get it which is i guess i mean at one point rain does i think it's rain that says like I don't really know what it does, but I just know I don't want Septimus to have it. So, um, but for me, it it made me care less about the actual item. It was just a lore tool for me, which is what I was really interested in. So, But I did like seeing like um, how magic actually works because we don't get to see like a ton of that besides like the night fire and the asterisk and stuff in battle. Um, So I liked getting to see that and also getting like the little tidbit of like... um, what araya's mother's magic was like where she can kind yes. of like bind things together so that it's like if you're wearing a bracelet a ring and, an, and a certain necklace like you get a map on the back of your hand like that's wacky why i want yes. more of that yeah. like i love that you know cool. like how was very cool yeah
0: yeah and i think um so i agree with y'all too of um there are times where yeah i didn't I didn't like see them as this like super hugely important thing to the story. Like, I think that got a little lost for me, but one thing I did like was um, something we've kind of talked about previously is that um, there's some gruesome scenes in, in this book and in the first book, which I like it's vampires. Like, what do you expect? Right. So I, I do like that um, whether it's um, Vincent sword and kind of um, the moment where uh, Araya actually like, Wields the sword, um, um, and you kind of see the pain that it puts. Is it Evelina? I'm forgetting. <laughs> yeah, sure, <laughs> we're gonna go with it. Um, like that whole scene is pretty wild. Um, the part where she gets again, I think it's an amulet. Yeah, see, I'm kind of kind of forget like what the specific items are but that whole thing of like the heart and the wings is, like really gross but really cool so i do think that um the specific scenes where we're kind of finding these um magical items are very cool like just yeah very vampire-y <laughs> mm-hmm. um but yeah i think that's yeah the most yeah definitely yeah
1: and that brings podcast,
0: us oh yeah that does bring us that brings us i just <laughs> just ignore me <laughs>
1: that brings us to the goddesses yes yes which we have conflicting feelings about um so what did you guys think what y'all think about acacia and Nyaxia there at the end
2: so for me um for one it felt way too similar to the ending of book one where it's like you know Aurea comes out rain is perishing um she has to save him so she um, she has the God's blood at this point, And then um, she's like, well, instead of it being used as a weapon, how else can I use it? And then she's like, Niaxia, come help me. And uh, That's exactly what happens verbatim. Exactly. Literally, and then Niaxia's like, what the fuck do you want? And she's like, do you want your husband's blood? And <laughs> I don't know. It just, and My then Niaxia. Yeah, he was like (laughs) loki no what the hell is going on like y'all are so weird and she she gets mad and then she kills simon who was like i don't know i wanted rain to kill simon for the for the arc of it all and she just instantly like takes the man out and you're like okay well there goes like the big bad um just instantly slays him and then she's like you're a loser. I don't want to do this, but like I, you could maybe (laughs) ask someone else to do it flies away. And then Araya's like, Oh no. What other goddesses do I know? My mother's goddess, mother's goddess becomes summoned because of course she does. And then she's like, can you do this crazy thing for me? And the goddess is like, I've never done it for anyone else, but why not? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, and I like the, like, I really liked in book one, I really liked seeing Niaxia. Um, I like the fact that Nyaxia is kind of, like, petty. I think it's funny, but I also yeah. think it was kind of weird. I don't know. I, I just think, unfortunately, I really, I do like getting the goddesses. Um, I wish we would get them in a different context. I would love to get Acacia, like, she seems like such a cool goddess and I again would love to see Aurea explore like the side of her mother's kind of magic and things like that more I just hate that this is the way that it was done because it just it felt like a cop out like the, every like, and I totally forgot about the fact that Nyaxia. Um, yeah, like takes out Simon. So there's another thing that gets magically resolved. Um so Instantly. Yeah, I i want to like it. I think that I would have really liked to get Acasia in like a different situation. Um and maybe we'll get her again. But um unfortunately for me, this whole kind of goddess scene just was, was too much of a cop out. It just solved all the different problems. Um Yeah,
2: too quickly. Otherwise
0: I probably would have liked it, but yeah. Yeah.
1: I I liked it, um, when I read it, but like hearing your guys' points definitely makes me like question like whether I actually liked it. or I think I liked that. I like, I, I liked Niaxia. Like I liked her in the first book yeah, too. I yeah. like her personality and her backstory. Um, so I think that's why I liked it. The occasional part I did. I agree that it's a cop out and I just didn't, I don't know. It didn't really, it doesn't add up really. Yeah. We don't know anything about her character or much about her backstory at all. So like, we don't know what would be in character for her. Yeah. Um, so
2: yeah, I know. I agree. I also, like, um, I just feel like, I don't know. I, I feel like, um, sorry, I'm distracted. <laughs> All right,
0: if you're listening, <gasps> having some visual, various things are happening on the platform we
2: use. Yeah, you'll have to go to YouTube to see what happened. That yeah, was very dramatic YouTube. and distracting. Um, I apologize. <laughs> okay, okay I've, I've regained my train of thought. Okay, what I was going to say is, I really liked that when Nyaxia came, she was like, "What the hell are y'all doing with my husband's remains?" True, Um, but then she was like, "Chill again," and I was like, "That's not my Nyaxia. Like my Nyaxia that I stand would have laid waste to like everything, (laughs) right?" Because she's ridiculous. So the fact that that give me that vial yeah she she was even entertaining araya was like crazy which like araya acknowledges she's like i actually don't have the power to do this but like i don't know it was just like it was i don't know i don't know i was like this is a little YA.
1: i like that Nyaxia was like um i'm doing you a favor because you are now the you're the queen now you're the sole leader like i i did like that i did think that was in character for her but other than that i agree
0: well, and I think it's funny, too, to go from book one where you have this entire, I'm saying this now, you have this entire, like, event or tournament or however you want to call it, a competition, uh, that the entire point of the competition is to then win and get a wish from this goddess. So, it, presumably, you don't have a ton of interactions with this goddess. So, you go through the entire Kajari to get grant getting wish granted from this goddess mm-hmm. and then it's like uh in this book Aurea just has two goddesses on speed dial just like yeah,
2: you know, yeah. Uh, just by asking uh, cool. politely yeah, like so yeah And i mean i think too that's a good point abby because we should also point out last episode oh sorry i knocked my mic uh last episode we had a little bit of a disagreement because i think kaylee you said you didn't like that they both got to survive because it felt like a little bit of a cop out because like Nyaxia yeah. is kind of yeah. like a bad bitch and like we were like well but like she loves to see the drama but like again she has this moment where she I don't know she's not as violent as she could be and it's not that like I wanted True. her to kill them all instantly but like
0: but, like what if? is she more
2: bark than bite <laughs> like that's kind of where I'm at right now is like are you actually just like kind of a bitch <laughs> I think but she like, wants to see it play out. She
1: wants to see all the drama that's gonna, like, ensue, but nothing, there is no additional drama that happens, but I think maybe that's the idea, is, yeah. like, she wants to see what plays yeah. out. I don't, I don't know. No, see, I don't know. no, no,
0: yeah, I think you're right, but the other thing, too, is, um, because I think, I think Aurea has this, I can't remember if someone talks to her about it or if she just realizes in her head that, like, Nyaxia doesn't want to end the conflict, mm-hmm. which, like, falls in line with the idea of her just being petty and like um but in the same at the same time like the thought of Rain and Aurea having the Coriatis Bond and like completely changing the political landscape, I'm like, that's also drama. Like that's tea. If you wanna see tea, let's see the T, you know. But anyway, I don't know.
2: It could be. I don't I think I just think granted, we don't know a lot about like the god and goddesses structure I think it's absolutely wild to have like another goddess completely change the landscape of like the people that you rule like I that's a big choice okay she just came in and said
0: yeah sure and the fact that Nyaxia
2: kind of like hinted like you could ask someone else but like I'm not gonna do it I'm like what is going on like what is happening I don't understand like did she think that she would be perceived as weak maybe because she would People would be like, oh, she's such a sucker for love. So, like, that maybe that could be why. I don't I don't know. It's very, I, I want more. I want to understand yeah. more. I need a novella of Nyaxia's POV. <laughs> I, think there yeah.
1: is, I think there is a novella in this series, but I don't oh. know what it is.
2: Wait, real? Oh. I think so. Tea?
1: Hang on. I'll fun. look it up
2: real quick. Fun lore. I mean, we had so, many, yeah. so much to say about the goddesses. Let's go
0: yeah
2: yeah a lot of feelings
0: i want to like them i just didn't like how they showed up
2: yeah yeah Uh, i um i don't know we so i don't know never mind forget it there is there is a novella but it's not published yet oh okay so we'll see we'll see okay so all that being said (laughs) as if that wasn't spicy enough for real it's time for the believe it or not the spiciest segment of the pod um we have our pour overs and our hot takes if there are literally any left to share um so honestly um I can start just since part of mine have to do with the goddesses so um my hot take Everyone knows Vincent is my actual hot take, okay? Everyone knows. I don't want to talk about it more. We're over it. We're over (laughs) it. We've moved on. Um, My hot take is that um, Misha was, like, criminally underused in this book because she could have solved many, many problems, okay? The first problem being that, like we talked about, the goddesses were so random. Um, Misha Mm -hmm. should have been the door to Acacia for Mm -hmm. Araya, Oh my god, their names are all so similar. Misha, Acacia, Araya. Um Misha is a vampire that has a relationship not with Nyaxia beyond just the fact that she's a vampire, but actually with um Atroxus because she was a priestess before she got turned. Um and she used to have powers from Atroxus. It was this whole thing. Um but I really wish that that had been utilized as a way for Araya to look at Misha and say like niaxia isn't the only door the only answer um and when she found out that her mom um was a follower of acacia in my brain i was like okay sick like now araya is gonna go um you know kind of like research and look into acacia and see like what this is it's going to be such a big part of like her growth because it's going to be her finding her roots and finding connection with her mom all this good stuff Um, And it doesn't happen until the last, like, four pages. And then Acacia is just like, yeah, girl, I know you. Well, I know (laughs) your mom. We good. And so I just feel like it was, like, a huge missed opportunity that um, it could have made me care about Misha more. It could have made me care about Acacia more. It could have made me like Araya more because she would have had a little bit more, like, emotional growth kind of away from, like, away from Vincent. Like, I I think she needed to find more of herself outside of like just having this complicated relationship with her father um so that's my hot take um and then my pour over um is basically just that i'm still trying to puzzle out like why the book pacing is the way that it is the beginning was so long to me um the middle is so good um and then we get like this last little epilogue both in this book and the first book. I just don't understand why it's being structured and written this way, like why these pieces of information are being deemed like so important as to like take some of the the punch out of like the inner content of the book. Um yeah. so that's that I'm just still poring over it. I'm like why Carissa? There might be a reason, but I need to know why. That's
0: yeah. Funny. I think that was a criticism we had of this book and the first is just like mm-hmm. he's cut off a little bit sooner. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. I Go agree. Cool. Okay. Um that was okay. The calmest yeah. pour over and hot take segment. i yeah. ever had. <laughs> We
0: got through all the we got through the beef earlier. Um we did. We did.
2: Vincent is
1: everybody's hot take, but yeah. Um, okay, so my new hot take is that rain should have died so carissa broadbent teases us with rain's death in the prologue and in the last book oh my god i forgot then... about that
2: in the prologue kaylee yeah.
1: yeah the prologue she mentions like when i she he does. says something like when i die the second time she'll be the end of me or whatever oh. yeah I mean, you're actually gonna get a death i forgot about that yeah oh my god so I was actually so excited. makes me angrier. <laughs> Yeah I was I was so excited for him to die because I love when main characters are killed off in books it's one of my favorite things and it'll give me like an automatic five star to a book if you can kill off a main character so I was so excited for that and then she just doesn't she let she lets him die once again just to be resurrected and and they had already said their goodbyes like they had had you know some spicy scenes like together they you know they've They've had a conclusion already, so why not just let him die? I just didn't, I didn't get it. Um, And and then my pour over, I'm still kind of pouring over the Bloodborne curse that Septimus talked about a bit. Like he talked about his whole story, which was really tragic with his brother. Um, So my prediction is that the third duology of this series will get a Bloodborne love interest because why else are we, we, um, introducing this curse and like all of this stuff about the bloodborne if we're not gonna like really dive into it so
2: and in that book uh misha will summon atroxus and say please my bloodborne lover is dying in my arms can you please heal him and he'll say <laughs> no i cannot and then she'll say niaxia and then you know it'll be <laughs> so it'll <go> full circle. <gasps> yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah um okay let's see uh so my hot take um again yeah our hot takes are I think we agree actually a lot of our hot takes um yeah. uh the first the first 80 percent of this book well actually no I agree with what you said Maddie of like the beginning of the book also is kind of slow um but That's I would say beyond it. that <laughs> yeah could have could have yeah jumped in a little bit more I think but um but I had the, like, the first 80% of the book I really enjoyed. The last 20% percent or so, I just, it was not good, um, again, to kind of reiterate. Or not that it was bad. It just, it it was, it could have been so much better. Um, yeah, I won't reiterate all the stuff I said about the goddesses and stuff. But I just think it was very anticlimactic and kind of unrealistic for a war, for a book that was about war and high stakes. And like you said, Kaylee, just now, like, characters who had accepted that fact, like, they thought... Well and good that at least one of them was going to be dead by the end of this. Um, so Actually,
2: to that point, we didn't even lose any of Rain's like appointed advisors. No. Literally, no. Or we, literally didn't, no we didn't one. lose anybody. We didn't lose Jasmine. We didn't lose I was Vale. Not even we didn't Katara. No. Uh, no one.
0: I thought like surely Jasmine because I was Shirley. I was thinking like, yeah maybe like one final link to Vincent
2: kind of, and yeah. no, not Nobody. even. Yeah. Nobody. You're Nobody. Yeah. so YA right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Book so giving, YA. giving YA.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, so that, that's my hot take. We kind of already talked about it. Um, in terms of pour over, um, I'm just pouring over Uh, aurea and rain's bond and kind of what it means for the rest of the series um and while i don't like the fact that rain was resurrected again duh uh i am interested to see how um their kind of bond progresses and specifically not for their relationship because i'm sure we won't get as much of that and i'm not sure if timeline wise like if we're gonna keep progressing or if it's gonna Mm. be different timelines i don't know um but um if it is the same timeline i'm interested to see kind of how the house of night progresses um and what their bond means for their kingdoms or courts or whatever so
2: do we know does this mean excuse me araya will have a- Asterisk now and uh rain will also have night fire night flame night burn? Oh, i'm not sure like we they thought i thought we had talked about how she always had Asteris. I did um, think she did because they make so many distinctions throughout the book of like my night fire and his asterisk. I don't, I still don't understand the difference fully, honestly. I'm honestly not sure. One scene so no, the does they,
1: yeah, it does mean that they get each other's powers. So,
2: oh, interesting. The Coriatus bond means that, yeah. yeah. I feel like, I hope we get one cool fighting scene where, because you know how we always talk about when they're fighting. They always are like, "Oh my God, we move so in sync, like we're back to back." Blah, blah, blah. I hope we get some kind of cool scene where it's like they're they're flingy, swirly around each other. You know, something. that would be cool. Yeah, I don't know, something. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. The classic yeah, swirly. <sighs> yeah. Okay, cool. Um, cool. So then we have our ratings and our favorite parts. Oh yes. Um so for me I'll just start um I would give this a 4 out of 5 um and honestly it, it's kind of hard for me because I have problems with both the introduction and the conclusion of the book but the meat of the book is so good like I'm just struggling so much with it so it's like realistically it's probably like a three of five in total but the meat is so good and I don't know what it. Carissa if you're listening we know you're listening we know you're an avid listener okay um I don't know what you eat or drink before you write the little interludes that are like the past lore that shit is so good more of that I don't know the writing that you the the, you as if I'm still talking to Carissa the writing that she does (laughs) in those interludes is so good and and I've heard that some people don't like that which I guess again it's a pacing
0: thing I know for some people Uh which like um but I I think that that's like I agree. That's when her best writing like shines through. I think it the really writing is. itself, like, even if you don't like the pacing of that and like yeah. how she those reveals, I think the writing in those sections is like her best.
2: I love Chef's it. Every, yeah. yeah. Every yeah. time I saw some italicized text, my rapt attention was ready because I was, was like, Oh, yeah, has got to be some too. good stuff. Anyways, so yeah. for all those reasons, averaged her out to a four or five um, could have been a five though. Ugh, I just, I could have been a five. Um, yeah. And then for my favorite part, um, I'm a hoe for like the scenes where like a warrior is like hurt and then the the, uh, the love interest has to like patch them up and it's very like yeah. intimate in like a non-intimate way, but it's so intimate. Mm-hmm. So the scene where Rain is helping Araya heal her wings, there's so much leading up to it, um, but it just, it was so good. And so it was really, really pivotal for their relationship as a whole to kind of like give them the path forward that they needed to kind of like come back together so love that that was my favorite part yeah a good one. my rating
1: i give this book a four and a half out of five after talking about everything i probably will move it down to a four out of five um mostly just because of rain's resurrection at the end i found that really annoying um but I loved, I love, I also wrote that I love the interlude bits a lot and I loved the writing. Um, I also thought the characters were really fleshed out, which doesn't happen a lot um, in books like Araya and Rain. I thought they were really fleshed out. Um, so yeah. And then my favorite part was when Araya interacts with Nyaxia and Acacia at the end, um, I kind of you know, I know that you guys feel differently, but I actually I did like that scene. I enjoyed it, and I found Nyaxia's dialogue really interesting. And I would love to see more of Nyaxia, like in the next books. Yeah, she's a slay.
2: Yeah. I kind of wish she was the main character for the next duology. Me no too. To Alicia, but
1: <laughs> or we get like a, a back her backstory like in full. I would yeah. love
2: that. Well, because well, well, I, I really sorry. Go ahead, Abby. Oh no, no, go ahead. Good. I was just going to say I really love like. The tidbits we get from her mostly in the first book where it's like she started out and like all the other gods and goddesses treated her like she wasn't shit and then she had to like claw her way to the top so I'd love to see like what her relationship actually looks like in that like political sphere that she's in and if it is like a she has to act hard to like stay respected um but really she's like kind of a softy because also would that not be just so poetic for i feel like all or not all but like a lot of the vampires especially the main characters we see they're like i don't like doing this but i have to to gain the respect of my peers and so it's like y'all just if you would just agree to respect each other please we could have such a better time please so much yeah.
0: So. yeah no well and i was gonna say too um yeah I, I after this I'm gonna look up and see what the novella if we know what the novella is going to be about but um I think that would be a perfect use of novella uh to have like novellas about the different goddesses I would t- I would eat that up yeah I, I think that be
2: oh liking. it's about Lilith oh okay well oh, okay. that's fine I loved <laughs> Lilith
1: I guess yeah she's cool yeah she's, cool. Sure. she's sure. cool
0: sure I I would love uh goddesses one so please Carissa, please Carissa cool do a yeah, spin-off series. One of our <laughs> listeners here um please, please um okay so um i also gave this one a four um i think that the characters progressed really well like i said i'm not only a fan of like the more war focused fantasy books but i really enjoyed this one i thought it was really well done um i yeah stand by uh the fact that i think carissa has some really like really beautifully written parts in these books that a lot of other fantasies you know they have great plot and great characters don't necessarily have these very like poetic um uh kind of um sections and i love that she does that um but yeah same issues with pacing in the beginning and the end um if it weren't for that it'd be a five for me um Uh, And then my favorite part, um, I just love seeing the different scenes where kind of Aurea is kind of learning about her own power and kind of leaning into that. So like we talked about earlier, I love the scene where she finally kind of wields uh, the sword, uh, where she kind of finds the um, various kind of magical objects. Um, And I think my favorite might be um, when she learns to fly. We talked about that earlier, but it's just good for... It's simple, but it's good for so many reasons, for her character development, for her and Rain, and for her own reflection on her and Vincent's relationship, so um, I think it's just a cool, it's a cute, sweet scene, but... It's
2: true. And for the record, you guys, you know how I hate an overpowered main character. I wasn't even that bothered by it this time. I only rolled my eyes a little when she popped out her wings, okay? Just only a little, so that's that's a big statement for me, so... Like a hat, really i really did that she did that That's a, little a, little win. a little win yeah 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 my hater also energy.
1: quick note i just want to note for this podcast it's all fun for us the arguing and everything um when we argue about vincent it's all fun for us like we love each other so yeah.
0: we're, we're we're planning on going to fight outside after this uh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meet us in it. the parking yeah. lot yeah.
2: uh, <laughs> me and Kaylee are gonna go at it going at it no. i'll be a around <laughs> Yeah. Kaylee and Abby understand that I need this to heal my daddy issues because having like a temperamental <laughs> father that actually loves a child pff, blows my mind <laughs> 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 yeah, they uh, know what this means to me
0: <laughs> if You don't listen to either of these episodes just skip to this part um Vincent that's it that's just it. Vincent
2: some in summary yeah,
0: yeah that's, the tea.
2: that's that really the tea that is the tea yeah. Who would have thought? Most controversial character, Vincent. The had. words of
0: Beyonce, you know, you that bitch when you cause all this conversation. So, so
2: fucking true. So, so fucking true.
0: That bitch for better or for worse. So. <sighs> all
2: <Anyway>. right. All <laughs> right. That's enough. That's enough, everybody. I feel like we could talk about this for hours, but um if we've said our piece for this episode, we can feel good knowing that we got all our hot takes out. Um, that is the T on the serpent and the no, it's not the serpent and the wings of the night. This one is the ashes and the star cursed king. This is the second book, guys. Be aware. Um, <laughs> please read along with us for the upcoming episode on Iron Flame by Rebecca Yarros. Yeah. This is the second book to Fourth Wing. Um, if you're listening to this episode the day it comes out, it is the release date of Iron Flame. So please go get it I so know. that you can listen along with us next Tuesday um you can also stay up to date with the latest tea that we have on instagram tiktok or youtube or on all the things at spill the Novel Tea. um and then please while you're there let us know what have you been pouring over and what's your hot take um and why do you love vincent i want to know because i know you're out there someone else join my side i know you're there Someone take maddie's side on this please i need help <laughs> love
0: the comment section um.
2: Okay, that's it, everybody. We will see you next week.
0: Bye.